Hello and welcome to another episode of the James Grandstrom podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is designed to help you transform positively so that you can enjoy a life of greater happiness, health and well-being. Today's show is all about the power of your presence and how you can tune into that. The power of your presence is essentially how you show up in the world. How you show up in the world is what happens. That is the impact that you're making. Are you someone that is constantly in their head or are you someone who lives from the heart? If you're constantly in your head, then you'll never know that you can connect heart to heart with other people. But if you're constantly in your head, that means you're always analysing. That doesn't mean that it's good or bad. It just means that you need to learn to become more whole-brained. And how we become more whole-brained is using both the left hemisphere of our brain, which is that analytical side, and the right-hand side of our brain, which is the creative side. Now, when we start to become more whole-brained, what happens is, is that our mind starts to weave a bit like the sign of infinity. All energy travels in waves. And when we cross both hemispheres of the brain and use it simultaneously, we create coherence. And one of the ways to create coherence is to become much more present in our activities, present in our relationships, present in our moments uh, on a moment-to-moment basis, present in our work, present in everything that we do. And cultivating this presence requires discipline. It requires a level of skill. But you have to start somewhere and you have to learn to realize that if you're wanting to quiet that monkey mind down, learning to slow down a little bit, learning to become present in your activities, whether they're mundane or not, what this does is it starts to access and create a coherence in the brain. And when you do, you become whole brained, left and right brain working simultaneously. This is the new evolution of uh, the human species, becoming whole brain, not just one side of the brain or the other. It's using them simultaneously. If you can remember the old text by Christ, Christ would say something like this, um, you can do this and so much more. That which I can do, you can do and so much more. But in order to get to this level, you need to start to tap into deeper levels of mind. And in order to access deeper levels of mind, you first and foremost need to learn to become truly present. And present means pre-sent, which means you've sent it before it becomes your now. Now, the great spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle wrote a book called The Power of Now, and it is a spiritual text. It's a masterclass in learning to become really present. Now, is it something that you can do all the time? Well, that's what Eckhart Tolle is doing his best to explain that it is a spiritual practice. It is a mental practice that you can do over and over again. Am I there all the time? No way. But I tell you what, I become a lot more present in my activities now than I've ever done before. And it's a constant ongoing thing. I call it the dance between being online and offline. Online meaning I'm feeling really connected to life. I'm feeling really, really good. I feel like everything's working out. And then offline means I've hit that separation button, that moment when I'm feeling like everything's a bit tough. Off, offline, I think you catch my drift. If you go back to one of my earlier podcasts, I call it the green man versus the red man. The green man's in flow and the red man's in force. In order to create more flow, more coherence in the brain, creating a greater level of power of your own presence, you need to practice more flow. And you do that by becoming 
more and more present. So the power of your presence. Deepak Chopra wrote a book years ago and I loved it. It was one of the first books I ever read and it was called Creating Affluence. And in this particular book, he explains the difference between two states of mind, two states of consciousness. Time-bound awareness, meaning you're constantly focused on the time, meaning you're running by the clock over and over again. And then there's this other state called timeless awareness. And this timeless awareness means you're one with life. You're in a sense of unity consciousness. It means that you are in flow. Whereas the previous one, time-bound awareness, means you're constantly striving, you're constantly battling, you're constantly at force or feeling resistance to get this done, to get this done, to get this done, to get this done. Now, there is a certain level where that works. But as some of these old poets like Rumi and you know the spiritual teachers such as Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra, they're talking about this sense of timeless awareness, which means that you're putting less stress on your body when you enter this state of consciousness. Now, in order to enter this state of consciousness, it takes practice. It takes, obviously, meditation, and it takes like a sense of awareness that you cultivate. And awareness is a moment-to-moment -moment thing. It's like knowing that there's cause and effect to what you're thinking and feeling in a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Years ago, I had a car crash. And the reason why I bring up this story is because it took me, at the beginning stages, from time-bound awareness into timeless awareness. Now, this story is quite interesting because I witnessed it as it happened, but I couldn't quite articulate it. But after I started studying The Power of Now and reading some of the Deepak Chopra's books, I understood the difference between time-bound awareness and timeless awareness. So this is the story. This is what happened. I had a car crash, um, nearly died. Fortunately, myself and my friend, we got away pretty much unscathed, pretty much. But the blessing was we didn't hurt anybody um, and we didn't hurt ourselves too badly. I had a few scratches and scars on my back and my friend had one or two stitches in his head. But that was it. It was a real, real blessing. And when we got out of the car, um, one of the people that first came to the scene was a policeman. And he looked me in the eye and he said, do you, do you know where the people are? Are they still in there? Because it was all pretty fresh, lights going, steam, etc., etc." And I said, no, I was the driver. And he looked at me and he goes, I'm looking at a ghost. As he said to me, he goes, you must have someone looking after you. You must have some angels looking after you. And I took that really, really literally. And I walked away. And it was this beautiful mess that I created. It was the first time I was able to take true responsibility for something I created, albeit chaos. But out of chaos came order. And during that event, I used to have a watch. And on my watch, um, which was a new watch I was given to me by my dad for that Christmas, which I really loved and appreciated, but the watch had stopped working. And not only had the watch stopped, stopped working, it's the strap had just become undone, this leather strap on top of the watch. And after the event, what I realized was was that the watch had stopped, strap had fallen off, so I didn't bother putting the watch back on again. It felt like I was moving from time-bound awareness to timeless awareness because during the time of the crash, I felt everything slow right down. I was fully aware, conscious what was happening whilst the car was rolling 
and this experience occurred for me. And this is when I believe that my consciousness began to shift, literally. It was like I'd killed the old version of myself to born a new version of myself, which was leave the time-bound awareness to enter the timeless awareness. Now, I was only 19 at the time. It didn't mean that I was advanced. It just meant that my journey was just beginning. And it means that I was beginning to start connecting the dots little by little as my stories began to unfold. And so years after that, I never bought a watch ever again. I just never bought a watch. And to this day, I don't wear a watch. I just still haven't worn a watch. I'm aware of the time and I've become really good about knowing what kind of time it is. But I, not, I don't follow the clock as such because it means that it creates entropy. It means it creates aging. It means that it can create stress in the body as you follow time over and over again. I must do this, must do this, must do this, must do this. What that does is it takes away that sense of freedom and the expansiveness of your soul from that rigid time frame, that inflexible time frame. The clock never, ever stops. But when you become timeless in your awareness and in, in your thinking and in your interactions, it's like time just slows down for you and things just work out for you. Why is that? I mean, I believe that it's using calming the mind down. It means you're slowing the brain waves down. And just because you slow the brain waves down, maybe from beta to alpha, what that means is you're, you're slowing your brain wave down from beta, which is erratic, to coherence. And in that coherence, in that flow state, this creates immense well-being. And that's what my show and this podcast is all about, helping you to create more well-being in your life because as you tap into this innate well-being that exists within every human being on the planet you can slow the aging process down you can increase your well-being you can increase the level of positive energy in your life you increase the levels of happiness in your life and when you're happy your body responds to those good feelings so following this car accident i felt like i began to start the journey into myself it was the quest. It was like a quest began. It was like this lost journey, the hero's journey. I talked about it very briefly last week on last week's episode, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, which is basically your journey of starting out under calm, going out to experience the storms and then coming back home full circle to know that all is well and you had it all along. You are the hero of your journey. And when you become in your powerful presence, what this is doing is it's creating a quest for you. And your quest is really just to awaken. It's to awaken to the power that you have within. And to access that power within, you have to have presence. So let's go back to Eckhart Tolle. So one of his exercises in the power of now is to just be present. Can you be present in a room and listen as far as you can? Now, you may hear some activity outside. You may hear a calm fan in the room. But if you just begin to quiet the mind, notice your thoughts will be thinking over and over again. But if you can just direct your attention to maybe the sounds that are bustling outside, or maybe it's a little fan inside, or maybe it's someone in your home making a little noise or you can hear the TV. But if you really just focus on that sound for a little bit, you begin to develop presence. 
And you can just sit with presence and just let it be. You can let the moment be as it is, unforced, uninterrupted, but just let it be. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be fully quiet. You just accept that moment, the moment that you're having right now as it is. And that's how you develop presence. And that's how you expand your levels of awareness. And that's how you help create more coherence in both the left and right hemispheres of your brain. Now, this is something I've been practicing for a long time. And I've been teaching some of my clients some of this method as well, because it really, really works. But I love to catch myself doing it when I'm eating. So, for instance, if I'm having lunch and if I'm not eating with somebody, I'm really fully aware that I'm eating each mouthful or I'm aware that I'm sitting on the chair or I can hear the birds sing outside. All of this presence and this focus into the present moment I know is helping me slow my mind down, helping me switch from the beta patterns to the alpha patterns and helping me relax my body, relax my shoulders, relax my arms. Just everything begins to relax and you enter this beautiful space. Now, it only might be for a moment or two, but that is so profound. And that profundity of that present moment awareness, that power of now, as Eckhart Tolle would say, really can change and morph your life. Because who you are and how you show up in the world is everything. And that is all dependent on your energy in the moment. And your energy in the moment can sometimes be, as I say, online or offline. And the more you create moments of where you're online, your body chemistry begins to change, it begins to transform, and you begin to fire and wire new neural networks in the brain, which create more coherence. And as you create more coherence, your life becomes more coherent, which means that you have a life of well-being. And that life of well-being spills out and overflows into other people's lives. Because the greatest gift you can ever give is your presence and the greatest gift you can ever give is your happiness. Now, as you reach these deeper levels of mind, as you reach these different levels of presence, your mind, your life, your relationships, everything just begins to change because you've changed, because you've entered more moments of presence. So in order to start the power of your presence, one of the best things to do is to ask yourself a series of questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And is there anything else going on? Now, if you have these questions, these questions started my quest. It's funny that the word quest means like an adventure. um, And it starts in the word question. So when you ask a good question, you will get a good answer. And when you ask a question such as who am I, why am I here, what's my purpose, is there anything else going on here? When you ask these questions, these five simple questions, what happens is you're about to go on a quest, you're about to go on an adventure, and you're about to go on an adventure within yourself. And as you do, you're going to come across information, read books, find material, and start to awaken some gifts and some power that you didn't even realize existed within. You know, there's an old adage saying is, let's hide the secret of the human spirit in a place they'd never look inside the heart. And so when you ask these questions, your quest begins, your your journey into your soul begins, 
and it becomes really fun and it becomes really exciting because the most interesting person you'll ever meet will be yourself because you don't realize the fathoms and depths of your being and you will only do that when you ask better questions and you become more present, you become more present in your relationships and you allow some silence in your life to be able to allow that wisdom within, that power from within to stir up and come up and make itself present in your life on an external basis. Because all this wisdom that you have within yourself, you know, you don't ask your body to heal, it does that. There's this intuitive wisdom. Life is set up for your success, but it's only sometimes our thinking that gets in the way of that success, our thinking and our actions. But otherwise, if you just let left the body to heal, it will heal. So when you begin to silence your mind, when you become to come present, you enter this coherent state and your body just starts to produce fresh, beautiful, new, good feeling chemicals inside the body, which helps you restore, recharge and reset and allow this power from within to be able to stir up. And that's when your magic starts to unfold. You're a magical human being, you see, and you are more than meets the eye. You're not just a human being, you're a spiritual being having a human experience, but you won't know that until you start asking a new question, which is who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Is there anything else going on here? Now, some people will never ask these questions, so they'll never have that quest. But if, if you do ask that question, or if you do ask those questions, and I dare you to, you're about to go on the most marvellous quest you'll ever experience. But don't believe me. As I always say, don't believe me. Wait until you have that experience yourself because this is when really life takes on a new meaning for you because the life of meaning and the life of purpose is really what you're here for. But you'll never be able to truly access that until you become present in your day-to-day -day moments and your day-to-day -day relationships because as you do, your life becomes more of a blessing not only for yourself in terms of satisfaction and fulfillment, but for the lives and people's lives that you touch. So going back to timeless awareness, there are two types, timeless awareness and time-bound awareness. So the time-bound awareness is someone who's a slave to time, and timeless awareness is someone who is free of time. The two types of awareness were timeless awareness and time-bound awareness. Time-bound awareness means that is someone who's a slave to time, that person always seems to never have enough time to achieve their goals or to achieve their wants. That's because they are constantly in their head. Now, once you become timeless in your awareness, what that means is that you are free of time. And that means that you allow the universe to do what it can do for you, to work in concert with you, so that it can bring what you want and what you need and have all your needs met in the perfect amount of time. So in this state, you feel as though you've always got a more, more than enough time. In this state, you always feel like you have more than enough time. And this particular state is a state of abundance. This particular state is a state of prosperity. Because when you feel like you have more than enough, you'll be shown that you have more than enough. And when you feel like you're a slave to whether it be time, in this case, timeless awareness, or even a slave to money, then that means you are a slave to that. When in actual fact, you have the choice to step out of one consciousness and awareness to the other, but it does take 
practicing presence. It does take practicing moment to moment presence and awareness, little by little cultivating those seeds. It's very much like learning an instrument. To practice the power of presence requires day-to-day -day practice, moment-to-moment -moment practice. Now, you're not necessarily going to be great at it, but like I said earlier, it's just like listen to those further sounds if you're quite auditory. If you're quite visual, look as far as you can see or focus on one particular spot for a long period of time if you're quite visually inclined. And perhaps if you're kinesthetic, feel the feelings in your hands and in your body or whatever you're sitting on. Feel the seat that you're sitting on. And if you do for elongated periods of time, you begin to stretch your level of focus because focus is everything. Focus is a meditation. Focus is like practicing the power of your presence. Most people's attention span can't focus for more than uh, about eight seconds or six seconds these days, probably because the energy of the planet has speeded up so much. Microsoft did this um, study back in the year 2000 saying that people's attention spans are 12 seconds. That's as fast as a goldfish. You don't want to be a goldfish. You want to be someone who has the ability to really focus for longer periods of time. And the people that we revere, the geniuses, the brilliant minds, they're people who are able to really focus on one thing for a long period of time. And that's who we are. We, are, we have the ability to do that. Of course we do. We're human beings. We're made in the image and likeness of God, of the Creator. But we need to know the tools about how to do this. And one of these exercises that I've shared with you is just the listening. Maybe it's just being aware that you're sitting or looking as far as you're going depending on whether you're visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. And when you know which one you are, you know, then you can focus on that particular area because as you do, you will stretch your level of focus, which means you'll stretch your level of being able to be truly present. And then, of course, in turn, you're creating that wonderful coherence in both your left and right hemispheres of your brain. This is where the magic lies. The magic lies within you. It's not in the external world. It's within you. Everything you've ever been given is right inside of you. You just need to tap in to that powerful presence that exists within inside of you because when you do, your life will begin to change and your life will begin to transform for the better because you've tapped in to something really, truly remarkable, your, your true self. Anyway, guys, hope you've loved the show this week. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Go out and try and practice these um, present moment, powerful little meditations that you can do anytime you like. And as you do, your life will improve significantly. If we had every single human being being whole-brained on this planet, we would live in the most remarkable place. And I encourage you to try these practices so that you can develop deeper levels of mind, heart and soul so you can really enjoy your life for the better. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I wish you green lights all the way.